Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. That's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the employee, employee owners at Tab. Comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Yes, it's chilly out, so you can cuddle up with your computer. <laughs> Turn it on, it'll warm up the room, you know. Stay nice and cozy Put with your, your hands PC. on the monitor. Yeah. And uh, we'll help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. So get online early. You guys always call around 10.30, a half an hour before the show ends. So you're all snoozing, I guess, this morning. But get online, 860-522-9842, and we will do our best to help you out. Speaking of helping you out, we always talk about technology news we think you can use or find we find interesting. Mm-hmm. Um and there's been some interesting uh, discussions across the pond uh, over at the Reg, right, Dennis? Oh, yeah. It's at the Reg, and it's all over the British media. This is a major scandal there. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're not hearing a lot about it here. No. Um, but what happened was the British post office yes. for many, many years yep. used some accounting software called Horizon Yep. that was developed by Fujitsu. Not developed, but purchased by. Well, yeah. Yeah. And they, the Fujitsu here is known for things like scanners. Right. And uh, I think what, they made laptops for a while, too. Fujitsu? Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, they did. Uh, I don't, do they still do it? I, I don't think so. Okay. They make scanners and stuff like that. I think yeah, so. yeah. But and that's where you're going to see that name. But yeah, uh, over around the world, they have all kinds of stuff that they sell. And that's one of them is yep. this accounting software. Well, through the, what, 20-something years that the British Post Office was using this software. Yeah, since 1999. There were 900 uh, people that worked in the post office called uh, sub-postmasters. Postmasters. They're essentially clerks that yeah. work in the post office. Yep. They have been prosecuted for crimes like theft, embezzlement, um, theft of services, different right. things like that. Yeah. Because of glitches in the accounting software that made it appear right. that they had been on the take, yep. but they weren't. Right. Everything. I mean, some was, of them could have been, but in this case, well, they were. <laughs> okay. Out of nine hundred, yeah. there might be a couple that are guilty. Okay, right. I'll give you that. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, now the problem is that the software itself was 
producing weird numbers that right. didn't jibe with reality, and that's where this came from. Right. And the, the, the other thing that's kind of amazing is that a post office would check the numbers, but we won't even go there. <laughs> so let's, let's continue. <laughs> so we have a whole lot of people over a period of many years who have been right. prosecuted because of flaws in software. Right. The other issue is that the post office didn't have access to all of the accounting data and reports right. that might have tipped them off right. that there was an issue. And they knew about this issue. They, they knew about the issue at some point during this time. Right. Uh, the, the, real, the real problem is that, they're, that the government there is trying to find out is exactly when who, somebody knew what and how they knew it. And, right. And how that information got passed around inside the management of the of the British Postal Service. Yeah. Um, but this is a major scandal, and right there are, right now there are parliamentary hearings about it. Mm -hmm. One of the CEOs of the of the group within Fujitsu that was responsible for this. Yep. You know, had to go before Parliament and p apologize. Yes. And and he did. I mean, he he didn't. The what I'm reading here is that he didn't make any bones about it. He just said, "We're sorry. We're morally responsible. Mm -hmm. We did this. We need to compensate people." I mean, it. He just laid it all out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, it took him what 24 years to do it. Right. <laughs> but speed of government, <laughs> you know, and speed of government and corporate speed. This yeah. is this is this is an example of what I call product lock. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it affects not just government agencies, but businesses. Oh, sure. You get, when you've bought a product, a computing product, and you're using it. Right. You are now on a track. Correct. Okay. You are on that company, that developer's track. Right. Now, if there's something wrong with the software, or it just doesn't do something you need it to do. Right. You can either deal with that. And admit it. And then compensate for it somehow, or you can say, all right, I'm dropping this and I'm going to go to something else. Mm -hmm. There is usually a very large expense with that. Right. Head and start rolling. a lot of, well, head start rolling. There's a lot of, you know, migration headaches right. all and training that has to get done. There's right. a lot of stuff. So a lot of businesses and, you know, Government agencies will just stay with products right. that, in a lot of cases, just really isn't good enough, right. and in some cases can have terrible flaws like this one did. Right. But they don't go to something else because they're stuck. It reminds me of a story we talked about. With uh, there's a requirement, I think, in the government that they had to have CIO approval of all software, and it turns yeah. out like more than like thirty percent of software that was being utilized or implemented had no CIO approval. So nobody was paying attention to how these softwares were implemented or how they might have worked or how they integrate. There was no CIO overseeing it and saying, yeah, this is a good idea. They just had just any bureaucrat would, would buy a package and say, let's go. We're going to go with this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's your product lock. So these poor folks were were majorly impacted by the lack of of uh, quality control and management of these things. I mean, I mean, 900 people that is awful. Oh yeah, and uh, a lot of them are still livid. And yeah. another aspect of the scandal doesn't really deal with the technology or the people responsible for it. Yeah, is that the legal system in in Britain yep. hasn't really caught up with the fact that all these people were 
illegitimately prosecuted, and a lot of them haven't had their convictions overturned yet. Jeez. And there seems to be a lot of stalling there. Mm. And that That's the explanation for that is also going to be coming. I'm sure there are going to be hearings just dealing with that. Um, but right now, it's about the software, and that's what's hitting the papers over there. All right. And it's a big lesson for everybody here to learn. Is it? I'm not sure we'll learn it. Well, okay. <laughs> we should learn it. Will we? I don't no. think so. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Not until we get some artificial intelligence. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> In other news, in other news, University chops students' Microsoft 365 storage to 20 gigabytes. Basically, well, they're sacrificing its academic backups for the sake of the environment, they say. The uh, environment? Yes, Microsoft's decision to cut the storage in its Microsoft 365 education line is having some real-world consequences with a Canadian university, imposing a draconian measure partly in response to the restrictions. So basically, they're doing it to save the planet. Um, students were warned that they would have a 20 gigabyte limit that would be foisted upon their OneDrive storage mm -hmm. uh, because basically <clears throat> they are saying that the carbon footprint of your files is just too much to bear. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Stored files that, that are no longer in use have an impact on our carbon footprint with over half of all data stored by organizations not serving. Wait. A useful purpose, unquote. Wait, Microsoft knows that all of this data doesn't serve any useful purpose? Yes. They that, must have been reading it all. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> Probably training their AI. But uh, <laughs> so it's you've, you've got Microsoft with their 365 cloudy service that mm. is saying, we don't want you to keep putting stuff out there, students, because it's, it's, it's unnecessary. It's useless. <laughs> You, you just can't make this up, right? <laughs> so wait, you're saying my document that I created back in when I was doing an anthropology class, you're saying that that is no longer worth saving? Come on. Well, worse than that, what if you're a like a graduate level academic and you've been involved in, you know, laboratory studies and you've collected a lot of data? Right. Having to do with that. Right. Or oh, and that data is no good anymore? Or maybe you're the next Einstein. You took all sorts of, you know, he took a whole bunch of notes somewhere, and you go find Einstein's notebooks. You're like, oh, my gosh, did you know he knows how, know how to open a black hole? Well, no, we didn't know that, but we, we read his notebook, and now we can open a black hole. Well, here in Microsoft, we're going to be deleting it. So oh, let's yeah, hope you're not. Because that is useless data. Exactly. <laughs> so for some reason, it's a it's it's to save the planet. Um, but really, it's it's it's... What is it here? The storage of this dark data takes up space. <laughs> dark data. <laughs> That's what it's called. Dark in quotes. Takes up space on servers and results in increased electricity consumption. Duh. Generating 4% of global greenhouse gas, em gas emissions in 2021. So 4%. <laughs> College students' useless data is 4% of global warming emissions. Right. <laughs> exactly. So then you ask yourself, wait a minute, wouldn't they still have the servers whether they had data on it or not? The hard drives are the hard drives are the hard drives. Right, they're there. Yeah. The machines are running. Yeah, and and for some reason the dark data is causing four percent. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. So thank you, Microsoft, for saving the planet with your with your. I mean, those guys have some immense data centers, right? Monstrous data centers out there. Oh, huge. Um. And they're just consuming up more and more electricity and, and, and 
all the all the fossil fuels to keep those suckers running. Of course, the generators that are out there backing them up are topped off with nice diesel fuel. Oh, um, yeah. You know, they don't have a windmill attached to their data centers, I'm sorry no. to say. So it is nice to know that college students are the problem. Um, <laughs> thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> tell us what we don't know. They've just saved the planet. Right. Uh, here's another one. Potentially unused files, McGill said this week. They require a lot of electrical energy for the billions, billions of files to be kept alive 24-7, as well as ensuring their security. This electrical energy generates more than more than more and more excess heat, and we need to curb this dangerous oh, trend. Wait a minute! It, you, they just talked about security. Yes. So now, extra firewalls have to be run to protect the all dark the data. data that's got to be. Yes. Oh. So students, it's your fault, and uh, it has nothing to do with busing kids from stores to Hartford so they can take classes in Hartford because they didn't make it into UConn. That that diesel usage of those those buses that's okay. Nobody's t- counting that. But your Microsoft 365 account four percent of global warming. Thank you, Steve. Oh, we're gonna, I'll put this up here for you to read. We're gonna go step out for a quick break. Get online, guys. There's four wide open lines. Don't have Dennis and I have all the fun by ourselves. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two is the number. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the Carter Mario Injury Lawyer Studios, visit GetCarter.com. That's GetCarter.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we hope your dark data is not warming the globe the way Microsoft 365 student data is. <laughs> We're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Four lines wide open for you. Here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. i got a troubleshooting story for you. Oh, please. So, so you know, the, smoke detectors, right? We talked about them. Very important. If you... Uh, they're thinking about if you haven't done anything with your smoke detectors, get them changed out. Put the ten-year smoke detectors in there and have have your cell, your 
home protected by smoke detector because basically fires occur due to, due to space heaters and all that fun stuff. But that's not why I'm talking about it. So I have a little property, and um, my son's living there with his girlfriend, or fiance, sorry. And uh, she's there, and, and she hears a chirp. Yeah, it must be a smoke detector. Mm-hmm. So we, she goes and tries to find a smoke detector, t- takes it off the wall. Thinks, she thinks she found it. She brings the smoke detector upstairs, takes the battery out, still hears a chirp. Oh, no. Yeah. So she's hunting around the place trying to find the smoke detector, and she can't find it. And we discern with our troubleshooting that – it could be an old smoke detector that's buried in the ceiling because we had the ceiling replaced, and the contractor just could have left it hanging on top of a beam, right? And I guess it's a common thing because we did some research on it, and it's a common thing. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, guys, come over our house and hang out you know, for, the, for that evening so you wouldn't hear a chirp all night. Maybe they'll just go, go away. So they come back. They go back up. They, they come to our house, stay over, and the next morning they go back, and the chirping's gone. So, oh, we solved the problem. It must have ran out of batteries hmm. inside the ceiling. All good. Okay. Six days later, the chirping comes back. <laughs> oh, no. Six days later. And so we're like, we're looking around trying to find where the chirping is coming from. She's still trying to find where it's going, what's going on. She's being driven nuts by this chirping. And again, we think it's in the in the roof. So my wife and I were prepared to take hammer to the ceiling to try to find this smoke detector to try to stop it from chirping because it will drive you bonkers. And then we went on, I went on Reddit. And this is the thing about troubleshooting, right? And the reason I bring this up is we were looking in one direction for this problem. And everyone told us it had to be basically a buried smoke detector in the ceiling because that's the only thing that made sense. There was no other smoke detectors in the house trip, and it had to be that the project produced the problem. Okay. Right? And then I just stumbled upon this Reddit article as I'm troubleshooting this thing, and the guy, the contractor said, by the way, if you have a carbon monoxide detector, they have batteries in them too. And we happened to have one literally that would be at her feet at the same location above where the smoke detector was chirping. Okay. And it was chirping exactly like a a smoke detector. And just down to her feet was the carbon monoxide detector that its battery had died. Oh. But these things don't light up. They don't tell you they're chirping. You have to hear them. And that chirp is so annoying. So I just asked her to look down and say, does that, could that be chirping? Turns out it was. That kind of troubleshooting I mean, we were literally going to take a, a, a hammer to the ceiling because she thought it was coming from the ceiling. Right. But it was literally coming at her feet because it was plugged into the wall. Oh. I just tell you this because when you're dealing with IT people, right, any kind of IT issue, you send the IT person down a direction, right? And she sent us down a direction where we were almost going to tear out the roof, the ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I've, hopefully I would have gotten there and I would have heard the chirp and I would have said, hey, it's right here to your left. But right. I, I mean, I'm a little older. I shouldn't be able to hear that directional <laughs> chirp. She <laughs> no. should be. Uh, but we, we, won't, we won't go there. Oh. Um, but if you send us on a direction, IT people on a direction, they, they tend to focus on that direction because yes. they believe you. Yes. And that's, the thing about IT is, and if you've known me for the past 30 years, when you're troubleshooting, you need to be a little cynical. Oh, yes. All right. You have to take it with 100%. a grain of salt. The problem in being that way sometimes is that you are already just, as far as I approach it, I will take what you say is true until it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And you ha- and there's IT people, though, that will, will, will follow along because they trust what you're saying is true. And they'll, they'll work on it and work on it and work on it, and it's not solving the problem, and you're getting frustrated and frustrated, but you're telling them where to go. Right. But it really was at your ankles, at your feet, is where the problem was. So then you get the IT person who's cynical with you, and you're like, 
you know, that person is just, uh, you know, I don't like that, his attitude or his approach or her approach, whatever. And um, then you have this, this issue where the cynical IT person just doesn't believe what you're saying because why? You're a user. Right? <laughs> and, and as a user, as a user, you're like my son's fiance. And she's pointing up when it's down, right? And so as an IT person, you have to tread that, you have to be on that, that, that fine line between, okay, I trust you what you're saying, user, but it doesn't make any logical sense what you're saying. And then yeah. you, and then they get angry or, or frustrated with you. And, right. But really, it's at your ankles. No, I swear, it's in the ceiling. No, it's at your ankles. It's just crazy in IT and troubleshooting. I'm sure it happens in all sorts of fields, right? Yeah. Not just ours. Right. Um, HVAC. I mean, all all these companies have all these type of troubleshooting issues. So I just found it interesting that <laughs> literally a week later, we're, we're when she called, my wife and I were ready to hop in the car and tear the ceiling <laughs> apart. Um, but it wasn't that. So I don't know. Oh. Just a little insight into IT troubleshooting. I mean, Dennis, you dealt with it uh, every day. Oh yeah. And what you do, and it's like you can be sent down a primrose path by the user. Yeah. And you're you can be. You know, every time I do this, it hap- This happens. Yeah. Well, you just uh, just yesterday, I I had an incident like that where a user was telling me something. Yeah. I wasn't sure, right. and I asked her to send me a photo, and then I found out what was going on. It was. It was. Well, it was kind of what she was saying, but not. But the description wasn't registering with me the right way. Right. So it was a case of miscommunication, but the photo was the truth. There it is. And that was it. That's all you needed is to see it to believe it. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. So get online. So Tom and Harmington, hang on. Three lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. No matter where you are on the planet, if you're using a cell phone, it probably won't cost you anything. So get online, just some time of your day. 860-522-9842 is the number. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we are here till 11 o'clock. One line open for you. Thank you for waking up and joining us. 860-522-9842 is the number. And we're here to help you out if we can. At least not make it worse. <laughs> That's our goal, right, Dennis? That's right. Do no harm. The, do no harm is the old old uh, you know byline. So let's go to Tom first in Harwinton. Hey, Tom, what can we do for you, sir? Good morning and happy new year, guys. Oh, you too. Hey. So I haven't heard you discuss this, and I learned about this last weekend, Mm -hmm. and there were all kinds of fixes to download and make changes to your computer, which I am absolutely not willing to do. And it has to do with the security update for Windows uh, problem. I mean, I can give you the exact message and the, um, the number of the software update and the error code I got, Mm -hmm. but I assume you know what I'm talking about. Well, across our base, I'm, I'm not sure we've seen too much of it. Have you seen it, Dennis? Uh, I haven't seen too many problems with Windows updates lately. Knock wood. You hear that? Right. He's knocking something right. over. <laughs> so, l- let me read you what I got here. It says yeah. uh, 2024-01, security update for Windows 10 version 22H2 for X64 base systems, KB5034441, status, download error. And apparently, 
The error code is 0x80070645. It has to do with a partition not being large enough. Mm. Oh, that could be. Well, yeah, it could be either a phantom where the computer thinks the partition isn't big enough for whatever reason when it's trying to apply the update, or you might actually have not enough space. We're looking up, looking this up now. Yeah, and we are seeing some folks talking about it, and we may not have seen it in our base because we may, we may choose a default partition size that isn't impacted um, if it's an actual partition issue, or it could be that Microsoft quote-unquote thinks your partition is incorrect by misreading the geometry of the partition. Um, All the updates went successfully, and the computer's mm -hmm. running okay, because I did it last night, because I waited an extra week. I normally wait a week, but this time I waited an extra week. And I thought, I don't know, maybe by now it's fixed. But everything seems to be running okay. So I'm thinking I can just ignore this, but I'm also wondering, am I going to see this error every time I do a Windows update monthly? Uh, Well, that could be. But um, I would tell you, if your machine is running, you can ignore it. Uh, That's good. (laughs) Always like ignoring things. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know that little pain you have there. It keeps you could ignore that. Yeah. If you can't fix it, ignore it. It's not a tumor. Um, Oh. uh, Will you find something here? Well, yeah. Actually, Mike G found something, and this article has some has an interesting take on this that I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. Um, the problem is that the Windows recovery environment partition oh, is not small. large enough. Now, this is not a partition that you would normally be working with. You wouldn't see it, um, you know, looking at your computer. Uh, it wouldn't be part of the C drive. It is an invisible extra partition right. that is used while uh, Windows is booting up. And it's also used during the update process while it's swapping code from Right. C drive to while it's changing the code that is on C drive and then copying new code on top of it and it right. uses it as a swap area. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it may be that that partition needs to be increased in size. And we have seen but, Windows issues caused by the things that we're trying to save you from Windows issues. Right. And this is the case. <laughs> so it could be it could be that. So I would ignore it. It looks like Microsoft well, I, didn't chest something. Yeah, the the solution here is not to actually increase that partition site. You don't want to tamper with that. Trust me. No. You, no, it's not a place you want to go to. No. Um, they should be modifying that particular update so that it won't bump into that particular problem. It's, blo- oh, okay. it's so bloatware. It's an issue of bloatware. Yeah. They made the update itself too large mm-hmm. to do what it's supposed to do, and then it bumps into the limit on this drive, and then... You right get the error, but we're but not. They've got to fix that. But we're not bloat shaming Microsoft. No, we no. never do that. No. Never do that. <laughs> so that's what's going right, on. So it sounds like maybe they're going to correct this, and uh, maybe next time when there's an update, it'll, it'll get installed and it won't be a problem. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that you maybe. put maybe in front of. We've got to say maybe because you never know. Mm-hmm. So. All right. All right, Tom. Good. Thank you. So I'm just going to ignore it and uh, yeah. go my merry way. Sounds good. Merry way is good. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But, yeah, we've, we've seen plenty of errors caused by the things that are supposed to save you from Microsoft um, not working properly. It's a kind of a frustrating thing. It's very. Move on to your next caller here. We're going to go all the way down to New London and see what Kent's got cooking. What's happening, Kent? How you guys doing? Good. How are you? 
great. Appreciate your show. You've helped me more times than I can tell you. Oh, thanks. Thanks for Absolutely. telling us that. We we figure we're doing something for somebody. We just don't know for who. <laughs> well, it definitely has helped me out. So I have a question. I have a Dell uh, Inspiron 2-in-1. It's almost four years old. And about 16 months ago or so, the uh, processor fan went. You know, I got the uh, screen that came up on boot up saying that there was an issue with the processor fan. You could hear it squealing um, horribly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. Um, so I popped the back cover off. Sure enough, it was spinning. It was spinning okay, but it was definitely making the, the noise. So I did some research, found one that had decent reviews on eBay. 25 bucks later, got that in, put it in. And for about the last, like I said, about the last 12, 16 months, it's been running okay. Yeah. Without right. issue. Uh, and then just last week, I booted my laptop back up mm. again, and once again, yep. the squeal is there, and you know the error that says we can't communicate with your processor fan, and you know right at boot up, so you have to get through it, and you can definitely tell that it runs a little hotter. Yep. So I don't run it for very long, so I don't want to have a problem with overheating anything. Right. Um, other than replacing this processor fan again, yep. is there anything to do? Um, hardware-wise or software-wise to prevent these issues, or did I just get lucky with the roulette wheel on this laptop? Um, uh, well, I would first ask you how dusty your house is. Um, it's not too bad. I'm just and kidding. when I when I took the cover off the first time, I you know hit it with the, the compressed air, right. and there wasn't a whole lot of dust that came out. I don't normally do that do that as part of a process. Yeah. You know, it usually just sits on on my desk and. All right. Um, Turn it on when I need it and turn it off when I don't. I mean, I was half joking, but the environment can impact the performance of the internal fans. They can get clogged. They can get impacted. You clearly have a bearing issue on this fan again. Yeah. And, I, I, what I'm wondering is if there's something wrong with the, the power management. Power management. Because it may be causing the fan to spin a little bit faster than it's designed to handle. And then burns out the Because it's getting like, you know, an extra you know, 0.2 volts or something of, of electricity. Yeah. It's hitting it and it's just going beyond its tolerances. So whatever fan you put in may get, you know, literally burned up over yeah. time. And it's not too expensive to replace it. You've done it before. The machine yeah. works fine elsewise. Other than that machine works great, which is why I don't want to have to replace the machine, even though it's, like I said, it's, it's almost four years old now, but it still runs great. Yeah. You should get yeah, at well, least six or more years out of your Yeah. Stuff. I mean, it's, I, I, at this point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advocate replacing it. I'd just put in a new fan. If you know how to do it and you can do it safely, um, and it's a cheap part. It is a cheap part. Yeah. So go it's ahead. It's a very cheap part, which is yeah. what worried me the first time. I thought this was way too cheap. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I would really be thinking the same thing myself. <laughs> yeah. Check the reviews. Maybe there's a... got to cost me more. This can't be right. <laughs> Buy two of them. Well, the other issue, it could be that all of these fans were part of, a, of the same manufacturing run. Right. And they might all have the same defect built into them. I. Yes. That happens sadly a lot. It does happen. It does, and I know that this is an issue, I think, with this model yeah. of laptop. I mean, it, I'm not the only one. Uh, nope. When I did some research the first time, I saw that it was a problem. Yep. Uh, yep. Not with everyone, but, but yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted to see if there was anything that I could, I should look at. Um, no, I mean, aside from, again, the, if you had a lot of dust and an environmental issue where it's working hard and it actually is then overworked in the same way that you get the overvoltage thought by Dennis, right. it could shorten the life, I guess. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. So buy and another fan. I don't fan. do the same all the time either, so it's not accumulating dust, right. know, sucking dust up into it. Yep. No, I, I, just another bad fan. Get a new one and move on. 
Yeah. Here we go. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank yeah. you so much for your help. Our pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling, Kent. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. So I got a refrigerator that works that way. Really? Yes. I mean, I can't tell you how many – there's a fan in that stupid thing that actually takes the air from the freezer and blows it into the refrigerator. Okay. okay exactly. That's what I said. Okay. Yeah. And the problem is it goes on a regular basis, and I need a $150 service call from a guy who comes out and says, yep, it's it's failed again, Eric. When are you going to replace this darn refrigerator? <laughs> it's the third time. Oh, no. So when you hear it groan, so you're sitting there watching TV, and you hear your, your refrigerator go, oh, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> We're going to step out for a quick a quick break, get back to your calls. 860-522-9842 is the number. Sherry, hang on. Three lines open for you. We'll be right back. And we are back. Feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. I know you're trying to stay warm, so you can just fire up your computer and cuddle up with that and contribute to whatever percentage of greenhouse gases. Uh, we had a story earlier about students. It's, it's good to know students are the problem. Um, yeah. Dark data on Microsoft 365 by students is contributing 4% <laughs> of the greenhouse gases. So students, you just go back to paper and pencil. <laughs> you are you are the problem. Has nothing to do with being bused from stores to Hartford because you didn't make it into stores. No, 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 no. You can use those diesel buses all day long. It's your 365 account that is the problem. <laughs> we knew it was something. We knew it was something. And so I'm sure you're hanging your head in shame and you'll start deleting right now. Oh yeah. Do save the planet, delete your data. We're gonna <laughs> Oh, that's what Microsoft is doing. <laughs> Let's get to uh, Sherry in Plainville next. How's Good it going? Morning. morning, Sherry. I need to tell you that my phone uh, fixed itself. The bag of rice, which it may have had. <gasps> oh, yes. It, 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 I can't swear that that was the problem, wetness, but it's it's back. It's um, it's happy. Yeah, so you put it in the rice 24, 24 hours? I did peak once. You peaked once, <laughs> and then you turned it back on, and it worked. And it and it worked, but it, yeah, it could have just been completely dead from who knows something else. But um, I have an it's an iPhone eight. I'm actually looking for a new phone, but I'm with AT and T. I'm looking for a recommendation. Mm. Well, a uh, company, a phone. I don't do much with yeah. my phone, but email, um, so for, and use it as a telephone. So I don't need um, too much. one of these great photography types. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Pixel line. Um, I like unlocked phones, too. So you're not stuck with a carrier, and you can use an eSIM, they're called. So although the Pixel could be expensive, if you actually use the Google Fi um, service, it, it drops the price pretty heavily down in that 300 plus range. So I would tell you to look at the Pixel line, the unlocked line, so that if if someday you don't like whatever carrier they're using, you can choose a new carrier. Um, you're seeing a lot of new offerings out there from cell phone carriers to try to compete. Uh, finally, uh, thanks well, to well, a, right now I get the 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 plus of my uh, iPhone is it's with 
AT&T, it's the plus and the minus, and there's a store at the bottom of my street when I have a question. Yeah, that's um, nice. And then the store right next door is the uh, Comcast store, which mm. says, oh, we can give you cheaper telephone service if you add it on to our hideous <laughs> TV service. Yeah, I TV know. service. Um, <laughs> with Pixel Line, is there a person I can talk to when I need to? So the answer is yes. Um, Google Chat is amazingly good. Their tech support is, is really awesome, and they're very fast um, to respond to you um, on the support line, too. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, I have to go to an Apple store. No, you would. it'd be a Pixel. You'd no longer be an Apple user. You'd be a Google be user. Happy. Yeah. Mel, you'd be, no, I'm not going to promise happiness. Um, but it's a, it's a, I think the ability to go to anywhere you want to, having that ability to, to let your carrier go and not be locked into something is nice when it comes down to the, the uh, unlocked phones. You know, your eSIM. So you're not stuck with, it, with that brand forever. You can make, it, make a choice. So take a look at it. Um, Apple has uh, all sorts of great solutions, too. You, know, you can go with the next, the next Apple. They're up to Apple, what, 17 or something like that? You have an 8? Uh, what is it? 17, I think. Yeah, so you, you seem to be a little behind. Well, I'm, uh, I'm slightly. a Luddite behind. So that's <laughs> my, um, my next question. Um, is, there, is, is there a job, is there a person out there that would answer questions for non-business types, like I'm a residential customer, that would talk to me about getting off uh, – getting uh unplugging from the, the internet with my television and mm. um cutting the cable yeah yeah so the best you can talk to people there are um compu huts out there still that you could go into your, in your local neighborhood that you can chat with those people about this type of thing but you can go on the on, on the web and you know cord cutter websites are out there like crazy to kind of explain how simple it is um you just got to get past the you have to get past uh, understanding that your cable TV no longer has to come over that old line. It can simply be streamed uh, via the Internet now that bandwidths are what they are. As long as you have enough bandwidth, and in this case, you know, you really only need about 50 megabits of bandwidth to, to, to stream most things. You don't need to go crazy. But the smallest bandwidths out there these days, you're probably going to see 150 or more for, met for your bandwidth. Um, and then you can just stream whatever service you want. And it's, it can be expensive as you a la carte it. And, or it can be affordable depending on the bundle you get with the, the whether it's Sling or Fubu or YouTube TV. There's all sorts of options out there, and all of them, most of them, offer um, local programming, so you'll see your local channels. Also, because that's what we worry about is that the Yukon coverage gets changed from channel to channel every year. They decide to put it someplace else, and yes. not every. It, that's maddening. Has so. Mm-hmm. Channels, and oh, yeah. you could get those with yeah. non-cable. You can, depending on yeah. the package. However, uh, the NFL really pissed off a lot of people by putting one of those playoff games on Peacock streaming only. Right. Oh, but I get Peacock free from Comcast, so I'm okay. Right, which is, again, against net neutrality, but who's talking? Um, yeah, so right, but you got lucky there. Um, oh, yeah. Lots of us had to go find a password. Free. <laughs> <laughs> My other one question um, – when I, I need a new computer to do any kind of banking, mm-hmm. um, but that's what could I get that's inexpensive that apparently I just do finance on it and nothing else? Yeah. So is, is that the way to keep it safe separate? and separate? Well, we've talked about this. Uh, Clark Howard has talked about this. Uh, we Chromebooks would, were kind of hoping to be that promised solution, a cheap— Right, that's what I was— but the problem, in the back of my 
don't mind. Yeah, the problem with Chromebooks is because they're battling with Microsoft, you can't do other things on them. And the apps are really not optimized for Chromebooks. It's a sad state of affairs. Another problem Still. is that any given Chromebook model might be only supported with updates for like three years. Yeah, we, they, we've after seen you bought it. Yeah. And, and after right, that okay. point, you aren't going to want to use it for finance because it could be unsecured. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not. It's not ideal. Okay, so do do I need a do I need a separate piece of equipment though? So the some of the or better yeah some of the better recommendations would be an inexpensive laptop or whatever that you would use only for those things. You have to be very uh, disciplined to not when that computer's open, start surfing the internet and making hotel reservations after you just finished doing whatever finance, right? Because the idea here is that you're not going to go surfing to open yourself up or get any email on that machine that could open yourself up to a hack by keeping it separate. That's the theory. Um, okay, so what's an in, inexpensive laptop that I'm only going to check my you, bank you, account You on? might be looking at you know maybe a $500 or $600 yeah, laptop. Yeah, yeah. Something wow. in that low end range, and that's right. You're saying, "Wow, that's still expensive." Yeah, well, <laughs> just to do your banking, um, your phone, your cell phone can do it too, though. Your iPad can do it pretty well too. I mean, the apps, the banking apps, I, are much better. I suppose she might also get an Android tablet, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the right way to do it. Say that again. Uh, can I do my banking on my phone and have it be safe? Yes and no, um, mm-hmm. because there's a, you might load some silly game on your phone that actually is going to do banking credential scraping, and that does yeah. happen, and we have article after article. So yeah. what is what safe? To stay away from, but I didn't think I would. it would be $500. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm it, looking for a computer, too. So, I mean, that's uh, what I was saying. Is there, a person, is there a person that would coordinate if I were to jump in and do, okay, I need this for my banking. I, need, yes, I don't have a laptop or right. a desktop. At all, Sherry. I need a new phone and a phone service. We're coming up against a heartbreak here. Hang on, we're going to hold you over. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.